I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund. It is Tuesday after the bombshell yesterday afternoon, well, late morning actually, with Chris Peterson stepping down as the head coach of the Washington Huskies. Press conference today with Jimmy Lake, Jen Cohen, and Chris Peterson, and lots of stuff. I've been on the phone pretty much nonstop for the past 24 hours, and you guys probably would uh, maybe you saw the same thing when we saw the Mike Leach that uh, he'd been hired at Ole Miss and it was obviously a spoof. And then we see Chris Peterson had stepped down and we're just going, I mean, I'm rolling my eyes going, not again. But uh, did you guys get that same reaction when you first saw it? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I didn't see actually the le- leech thing until after the Pete stuff. Once the Pete stuff hit, it was kind of all hands on deck. So I was just a little, uh, a little busy at the time. But then obviously I saw the stuff with Leach after and was thinking, yeah, that, uh, that looks a little suspicious. Yeah. And for, for me, I, I don't, I don't take any of these rumors real seriously until we, we really dig into it. So the first stuff that starts coming out, especially after the Clay Helton stuff and all that, it just, it doesn't really impact me until we really start to dig into it a little bit more. Yeah. Press conference. Um, today was kind of interesting um you know you've been around coach pete quite a bit chris and um you know with talking to people in the football offices yesterday he just seems like the weight of the world has been lifted off of his shoulders um he seems pretty happy with his decision and um, he's looking forward to his next phase of life and chris we've talked about this before we didn't think chris was going to be a 20-year coach here no, I mean, he even said it himself. I mean, he said it himself very early on that uh, he wasn't a lifer. You know, he, he is a guy that really cherishes, cherishes balance between football and life and family and those experiences. And football, unfortunately, is going to define him in the, in the larger record, I suspect. But I, I don't think he necessarily feels like that's the way he personally wants to be defined. And uh, so I think there's still a lot of good work ahead of uh, ahead of Chris Peterson for sure, but it's probably going to be more in the leadership thing, going around, doing speeches, um, you know, being in conferences, doing that kind of thing. I I don't know about you, Kim, because you were there, but I, I just got the sus- I got the suspicion that uh, football is is I know football is definitely in the back of his mind right now, like as far as it can go. I, I just don't get the sense that he's ever going to coach again. No, I'd, I'd actually be shocked um, if he coached again. And, you know, a lot of things I've talked to people off the record, um, you know, so don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But, you know, I'll disclose some some things. You know, Chris and Scott, all three of us have been through just the basic Built for Life presentation. And those who've never been through it, I don't think can really get a full understanding of what it is. It made a huge difference in the way I viewed coach Peterson but when he said at the press conference today that after the Rose Bowl he didn't think that he has enjoyed it or appreciated it as much as he should have because been told by multiple sources that Chris tried to quit uh, or had talked about actually stepping down immediately after the Rose Bowl and when you talk to people um, close to the program and players and things like that and, and this isn't a meant to be derogatory at all but you know chris this past year talked more about built for life the leadership angle of what he was doing 
And he talked more about that than actual football things was leaving a lot of the coaching to his assistant coaches. And he was doing a lot more mentoring and stuff like that. And when you take a look at this built for life program, what I'm hearing and makes a lot of sense to me that he wants to take this and see what he can build on it. He's always wanted to see where he could take it. And this not only just, you know, for football and some other athletics, but incorporated into the community. And, uh, and also, you know, even uh, you know, heard the Foster School of Business being mentioned as something that he may be able to take this to. And I kind of equated it. And I don't know if either one of you saw the Bill Gates thing on Netflix um, where, you know, Bill Gates, you know, at Microsoft was a possessed maniac to make that company go. And now he's switched out of Microsoft and he's doing a lot of that same personality trait into his philanthropy. And I see Chris Peterson taking this football um, angle that he had with the Built for Life and attacking, building it and presenting it to a larger audience on a different stage with the same passion that he did with the football program. And I think that's where his real passion is right now. I think, I think to be honest, guys, when you really step back and look and, you know, you've had 24 hours to digest the news that he's stepping down and Jimmy Lake is taking over. When you put all of that in perspective, you really do get a sense that football was always a means to an end for Peterson. It was never the end objective. And yeah, it's easy to say that when you think of things like built for life and OKG and all that stuff, but I don't think it really comes into that sharp of a focus until you see what he did yesterday. He, he walked the talk. I mean, literally walked the talk. He, when he realized that his life was out of balance, that he wasn't having fun with it anymore, that the program needed a recharge, it needed a reboot, and the guy that could do it was literally in the, in the room right next door to him, it, the timing of it does make perfect sense, really, when you, when you put all the pieces together. And, and Scott, like I said, you've been around enough you've been around pete enough heard him enough been through the program uh you th I, where do you think he takes this what do you think he's going to be doing because he's not leaving the university well i echo what chris said and i i, I sense that you're feeling as well that chris i don't think chris peterson is ever going to coach football again i think he realizes that in order to be a head coach especially at the level he was coaching at he cannot have the balance in his life that he wants and that he needs. And he, you know, it isn't for everybody. And, and he's the one who says that about the university of Washington, this university isn't for everybody. And he said that about some of the kids that have transferred, some of the kids who've chosen other schools, it's not for everybody. And that's why we have the guys that we're looking for. And, and um, I think Chris Peterson is going to do something more of like a speaking tour. I mean, the guy never has to work again if he doesn't want to. Um, he's going to because I don't think he could just sit around and do nothing. Plus, I've always heard about husbands who retire and then their wives want to want to kick them out of the house because they're sick of them. But, you know, and maybe that's what the situation that he'd be looking at. But, you know, I I really think that he wants to 
impart his knowledge and what he believes is a way to build up young men. I don't think it's just young men, but I think his focus really is on young men because there's a lot of these kids that don't have dads that he's had to be a a father figure for. And I think it's a great way to have men be leaders in the community, be leaders at home and be leaders in the business world. And I think that's what he wants to pass on to the next generation. And it's never one reason somebody comes to a decision like this. But, you know, from those I've talked to, just some of the things, and, you know, we've heard him talk about it, Chris, uh, the transfer portal, just where is college football heading? You know, with the transfer portal, with the name, likeness, and image coming down the road, the negative recruiting, you know, the constant recruiting, the moving up of the calendar, and all the expectations placed on these kids. And from, you know, one of the things I've heard is that, you know, he's just, not really wanting to be a part of where this thing is heading. And you've heard him talk about these things as well, Chris. Without, without a doubt. I mean, if in, in Chris Peterson's ideal college football world, everybody is game planning, everybody's grinding, everybody's recruiting, and they're doing it on the up and up. They're doing it with a level playing field. Every under, everybody understands the rules. Everybody understands the punishments. If you run afoul of the rules, but I just don't think he gets the sense that those types of things are ever going to be a part of college football going forward. It just, and, and maybe that sounds a little too much of a, you know, get off of my lawn type of philosophy, but I just feel like he's such a man of integrity and, and does things in a certain way and, and really lives his life by the golden rule to the point where he, you know, I, I just don't think that he could appreciate it or have fun with it or, come with the same type of optimism and attitude that he would want to attack the job with because he has all the energy in the world for it. He has all the positive energy, all the optimism, all the kinds of, of traits that you would want to have in a leader and a coach if this thing was done in the way that he would like it to be done. And obviously, we can't always get what we want. And in the college football world, like you said, Kim, with the, with the recruiting calendar getting moved up, with the portal coming through and being a much bigger picture every single year, these guys just leaving because they want to, instead of actually thinking about it and going through a, a deliberative phase where they really think about the pros and cons of it. I think he's seen those, those types of decisions being made in a way that he doesn't appreciate. And I think he just wants to be like Scott said, I, I mean, more of a, a leader and, and continue to be more of a father figure in that way to some of these guys that really need it and not have to necessarily use football as the crutch to do so. And Scott, how's this going? Everybody's asking. Chris Peterson stepping down. How's this going to impact recruiting? Well, I think in the long run, it's going to be just fine. But in the immediate aftermath, there's a couple guys who I think Washington's going to have to do some work with to shore up and make sure they stick uh, with their commitments. You know, I talked to several of them yesterday. Carson Bruner. I talked to... Uh, Cooper McDonald. I talked to Romo Dunsey, who I put, posted a story on uh, earlier this morning. And, you know, I all these guys are saying the right things that, hey, I committed to Washington for more than just that. Mark Redmond's another one that I talked to. But then you see what Chase Garber's, I'm sorry, Ethan Garber said. And you, ta- and you see um, what some of these other guys have said. What They're like, hey, you know, I'm committed to Washington for now, but I want to see how this all kind of plays out. And um, you know, I, I, I got a, a text from somebody pretty close to, 
um, the recruitment of some of the offensive linemen and everything like that. And he said last night that, uh, you know, all the offensive linemen are, sound like they're totally in and, and rock solid. So, you know, you're just going to have to take them at their word that that's what they're where they're standing. But I think Scott Huff is is going to have to really work and make sure that these guys know, hey, just because Chris Peterson isn't there doesn't mean that the Built for Life program goes away, doesn't mean that the direction of the program is anything but positive. And Coach Lake and, and the rest of us are going to build off of what where we were before, and we're going to take it even greater heights. And, and I think that's a pretty easy sell, but – I don't think you can know exactly what's going to happen for, I mean, it's, we got 15 days until signing day and a lot can happen in those 15 days. Jalen McMillan is one that's being rumored to possibly be looking at taking a visit to Notre Dame. Do I think it's going to happen at this point? No, but who knows? We didn't think Asa Turner was going to end up flip-flopping and he did. And uh, Washington ended up getting him back in the fold, but it took a, an extra month and a half to get him, get him there. So, uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I think things aren't as bad as some people might want to believe because I, I saw a lot of people thinking, oh, well, I wonder how many guys they're going to lose from the class. I don't think Washington loses anyone at this point, but you never know. You just you're, It's not set in stone at this point. Chris, we've known Jimmy Lake a long time, all going back all the way when Keith Gilbertson brought him in on staff. Um, when was that? 2004, yep. I think it was. Yep. But uh, we go back a long way with Jimmy. We've seen him at Washington. Jimmy talked about you know packing his car up after he got fired to go back and work at Idaho State for free, Tampa Bay, Detroit, back to Boise State. Um, he's made some stops. He's learned a lot. He's changed a lot. Is he ready? I, he has to be ready. And to be honest with you, maybe that was part of the reason why Chris Peterson didn't uh, step down after the Rose Bowl was because he felt like Jimmy needed another year. If maybe in the back of his mind, he felt like that was the guy that was going to be able to take over and kind of lead the charge into this next era. I mean, that's that could be one way of, of looking at uh, Chris Peterson's mindset. I mean, again, when, when Pete said... If if I had felt like this was this the move that I was going to make for myself was going to put the program or set the program back, I wouldn't have done it. And so maybe that's what he was thinking back then, or maybe his thinking wasn't as clear because he was conflicted or or just didn't appreciate, like he said, the the Rose Bowl for what it was and what it needed to be. But yeah, with Jimmy Lake, it's it's so interesting that you know it's fifteen years. 15 years from when he came over from Eastern Washington, took the cornerback's job with Keith Gilbertson and guys like Randy Hart and Phil Snow and, and Chris Tormey and Randy Hart and all these other yeah. guys, and yet now he's named the head coach at Washington. I mean, the, the, the irony of it on a certain level is pretty astonishing, and I think it's pretty amazing. And I, I, yeah. I think just the, the travels that you kind of laid out I think that's all kind of led for him to be here. But again, like I wrote in, in the story that I just posted on the front page of Dogman, if you would have told Jimmy Lake 15 years ago you're going to become the head coach of the University of Washington, I think he would have absolutely believed you because he was that confident in himself and what he wanted to do. He understood the plan, and he yep. set about going to, he set about uh, going to, to become a head coach somewhere. And I think ideally Washington would have been one of the places he'd wanted to wanted to be a head coach. 
Well, you know, in my talking with Jen Cohen, you know, she's talked for a long time, you know, about, you know, Jimmy being groomed for eventually being a replacement for Chris Peterson. I don't think anybody thought it would happen happen this soon. But, you know, when I mentioned that, you know, we'd heard that uh, Pete had, um, you know, thought about, you know, stepping down right after the Rose Bowl. And then both of you looking back and how Jimmy um, has been with us over the past year. It's definitely been different. It's been definitely much more coach speak. It's much more head coachish speak, as you would say. But uh, you know, you could. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but you know, a lot of talk. You know, it's, it's talk to Jimmy, but yeah, Jimmy's not going to say anything now. But it, it was definitely a change this year. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose, but I, I don't know if that was him grooming himself or being more conscious about making those types of choices i do think that when it came to the apple cup specifically if you want to talk about those things i think he was made aware of some of the 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 choices that he's made in terms of saying some things publicly in the apple cup that have maybe gotten not necessarily gotten him in hot water or anything but have certainly uh led to some eyebrows being raised and and i know that he's going to take those things on board and think about them going forward especially now because he is the face and the voice of the program but i think that's again that that really is just true to his brand and true to what he is he is a guy that competes he is a guy that's going to when he's on that field he may not be playing but that's not saying he's not coming with an edge that's not saying he's not going to be aggressive in his play calling or any other aspect of what's going on in the football field so I think people need to understand that, uh, and again, I kind of put this out on the board where one of my biggest takeaways on this thing was, and it's not surprising because he is a protege of Chris Peterson, but Jimmy Lake is going to continue built for life, but it's going to come with an edge, and it's going to come with, with, with some more aggressiveness, some more competitiveness, and I thought it was telling too, Kim, that he talked a lot more about X's and O's and, and and kind of almost alluded to what you were talking about this last year with Pete, where he was much more interested in the mentoring and the and the maybe the, the the personal development side of the thing as opposed to the football side. Jimmy Lake made it really clear today that he is very much into the philosophy yep. of the X's and O's, the you know, the scheming, all that stuff, and in all three phases. So you can read between the lines on some of the quotes that have been put out there that I put out there on the on the boards. Uh, Jimmy Lake looks like he's definitely going to make some tinkering, do some tinkering on the offensive side, and also with special teams. So I don't know what that means for a guy like Bob Gregory, for instance. And Scott, I think you know the elephant in the room is what's going to happen with the coaching staff. You know, rumors of Gerald Alexander being you know a guy that could possibly come back into the fold. He was here before. Um, And then, you know, what's going to happen on the offensive side of the ball? Um, I think that's going to be interesting because I think there's two schools of thought, you know, that they incorporated some aspects of the air raid, you know, and this was year one. Do they go ahead and expand on that and wait for Sam Heward to get here? Or do they make that total change? Because personally, I think, you know, uh, first-time head coach like Jimmy, they need an offensive coordinator that you can just hand the keys to. Okay, you got the offense. You got it. You know, somebody like a Mark Helfrich or a Jeff Tedford, but somebody with that type of experience where you feel comfortable giving them the keys to the car. Thoughts on that, Scott? Yeah, well, 
you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he was asked the question on possible staff changes, and he basically said we're going to get through the bowl game, get Chris Peterson a win uh, in his final game as the head coach, and then we'll make those decisions later on. Some people think that might be ominous. Some one like me might say, hey, maybe he wants to evaluate things just a little bit more and and make a an, a, a well-educated decision. And maybe he wants to ask Chris Peterson, hey, just I, I'm not looking for you to tell me what to do, but what do you think needs to happen? And and go from there. You know, Chris Peterson, I'm sure will be there as a as a listening ear, as someone who who he can go to if he need if he has some questions. But Jimmy Lake is his own man, and I get the feeling that he wants to be very aggressive on both sides of the ball. I'm going to be honest with you. I hope aggressive on the offensive side of the ball means running it downhill on a regular basis um, because I think Washington has the horses to do that up front. And I think that the offense has been a little too complicated for those guys and when it doesn't need to be. So um, I'm hoping we'll see a little bit more of that, but um, you know, the air raid is, is in vogue right now and that's where everybody wants to go. So we'll, we'll see. I here's, here's my thing. If Gerald Alexander really is brought in, does, that kind of tells me that Will Harris probably won't be here. And if, if Will Harris isn't here, then that leaves an open spot. And maybe they keep Bush Hamden around as a co-offensive coordinator and they bring somebody in like a Mark Helfrich to be another offensive co-offensive coordinator, but also a QB coach. And my gut feeling, knowing Chris Peterson a little bit and my interaction with him, if he asked Chris Peterson for advice on what he should do with the offensive coordinator, Chris Peterson, say be a head coach, he would just smile and say, be a head coach, make a decision. Yeah, it sounds like Chris isn't going to be involved in the football program as much, maybe just on the built for life stuff. But it sure sounds like when it comes to the football end of it, he's going to try to stay his hands off as possible so uh lots of interesting things to go on and uh just a reminder we've overwhelming demand just huge demand for the cyber monday promotion we were running we've extended it through today tuesday um no better time to subscribe to dogman.com signing day coming up and uh this is the best promotion we're going to have all year we won't be doing it again so um it's your one and only chance to get uh, the value of 75 off the annual subscription so um you know for those who haven't subscribed do so uh also a reminder if you're looking for those daily updates and breaking news alerts shoot us a note husky stadium at gmail.com subject line newsletter uh also quick programming notes scott eckland um will be in studio at KJR on Wednesday night starting at about 6.20. A lot of recruiting talk on that. Uh, basketball game Wednesday night um, against Eastern 7.30 tip-off, I believe it is. And then the big Gonzaga game on Sunday. So uh, just wrap it up real quick, Scott. I know you got to get and skedaddle out of here. So uh, just quickly, final thoughts. Final thoughts. You know, I it, it was it was refreshing to see Chris Peterson, who I believe is an emotional man, but uh, always seemed to have that that steely uh, gaze on more more often than not when he met with the media. It was it was good to see the emotional side of him when, especially when he started talking about his family and I, and being a guy who with a family and knowing that my family is a big reason why I've had the success that I've had. Um, and Chris Peterson saying that about his wife and his kids and everything like that, you know, 
that was really good to see. It was good to see the human side of him. Even though I've seen it, it was nice for the public to see it. And I'm really excited about what Jimmy Lake can do. I think he's got the personality, and I think he's got the chops to be a good head coach. Now he's just got to go out and prove it. Chris Fetters, quickly, final thoughts. Yeah, I, I think I hope really people understand and appreciate just how unique that press conference was um, this morning. Uh, when Chris Peterson said it was part funeral but mostly wedding, he wasn't far off uh, because there was definitely a tinge of sadness and, and a very emotional uh, side to it. But then I, I, I don't see how Washington fans can't be super excited about the future going forward. I think Chris Peterson was right. I think this program needed a reboot, a refresh, a recharge, however you want to describe it. And Jimmy Lake is the guy that can get it done. I mean, it, it's so unique to have a guy that's already in-house that can get that done for you, even though he's never uh, been in the chair, to use Chris Peterson's expression. So, um, Jen Cohen, I think you've got you've to also acknowledge the fact that she knew uh, that that this could be an eventuality when you hire a guy like Chris Peterson who is an out of a, out of the box thinker, and so to you know to, to to have that ability to still back your guy to the hilt, but understand that he could also do a one eighty within a day, you know that speaks to to her abilities as a leader of the athletic department to have the plan in place to know who she wanted to fill that role to already have the sense that he was the right guy for the job and to pull the trigger without hesitation and to make the the contract such that it made it impossible for Jimmy Lake to say no. And he was going to say no anyways because this was uh, what he called a dream job. So I think ultimately I hope Washington fans can appreciate the unique nature of this event because you probably won't ever see it again. He's a unique man. Um, when he was at Boise, um, you know, we kind of got the feeling that he wanted to get out of Boise because he was in a fishbowl, really couldn't go out with his family without being recognized, was a little bit burnt out. So, you know, dealing with the media over there, which he absolutely hates to do, and coming to Washington was that recharge reboot for Chris Peterson. Uh, after being here now for as long as he has, I think a lot of those same feelings started to creep in, and uh, I think he was just done, and he just wanted to move on from life. And like I said, you know, he had looked like a man who had the world lifted off his back today. Um, I truly expect him to move into this different phase of his life and attack it with the same passion and vigor that he attacked being a football coach. I think it's going to re-energize him. I still think he's going to be a big part, not only of the Washington Athletic Department, but the university, the community, and a lot more people. And I think he's going to have a chance to impact a lot more life than just 100 kids um, in a football room. So uh, he's the type of guy, no matter what he does, he's going to be good at it, whether it's being a football coach, whether it's being a teacher, whether it's being a golfer or a fly fisherman. I think whatever Chris Peterson attacks, he's going to do with the same vigor and uh, class and uh, integrity that he always has. It's not what he does. It's who he is. That's just uh, built for life. That's just the way, you know, Chris Peterson is built. So. Um, from all of us at dogman.com, it's been a wild, wild, wild 24 hours, and uh, we've still got a lot of work to do. So keep it tuned in uh, to dogman.com. Again, uh, Scott Eklund, uh, Scott, Chris, uh, Scott Eklund, and Brandon Huffman, Sports Radio 950 KJR, Wednesday night at 620. We've got a lot more content coming up basketball on Wednesday, basketball on Sunday, and Cyber Monday extended to Cyber Tuesday. Make sure and sign up. For all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Chris Fetter. Scott Eklund, go dogs.